0: what's going on guys it's nick here back with another video it's that time of year time to go over my favorite plays of the week we'll start off with my favorite individual plays and then we'll move to the game environment i think is sneaky to pop off uh, and just talk about this week's 20-1. 20-1. to 1. So first up, we've got Darren Waller. Waller gets a home matchup with the Cowboys on Sunday night, which is far from an easy matchup. I think everyone knows the Cowboys have a very, very strong defense, but volume is king in fantasy. And if there's one thing we know about the Giants offense, it's that the volume is going to flow through Saquon and Darren Waller. Every single report has been Overwhelmingly positive, not only about how Waller has looked, but just about how much Daniel Jones is peppering him with targets in camp. It's very, very clear that when healthy, he's gonna be a top target. And I think people's hesitation in season long was saying, Well, we don't know if he can stay healthy. It's one game, you don't need him to stay healthy for that long to say, Okay, this week I'm taking the higher on 45 and a half receiving yards. That's easily doable for Darren Waller this week. Um, You know, on average, he's going to way out produce that. And again, people's biggest hesitation is staying healthy. He doesn't have to stay healthy that long to hit this. Um, Also, I'm thinking the Giants are going to need to stay aggressive. I don't think either one of these teams is going to jump out to a huge lead. So I don't think Dallas comes out there, um, puts up, you know, 30 points in the first three quarters. And we have, you know, just garbage time production because then Waller definitely hits, Right. I don't think we get that, but I also don't think the Giants jump out to a big lead and are able to just run the ball a ton in the second half. I think it's going to be close. I think in general, Dallas is probably going to be leading, but probably a back-and-forth game to where neither team is comfortable just running the ball every play. And so if they need to stay aggressive, it's going to flow through Darren Waller. I haven't projected for 55 yards. Um, I think the over-under should probably be Closer to 50. I think 50 is, is a better number than the 45 and a half, So higher on 45 and a half receiving yards. And honestly, I think my uh, projection for him at 55 is being conservative. I think I could easily push that to 60. Uh, that is my number one confidence pick of the week. Historical accuracy on that, 73%. Next up, Raheem Mostert over 52 and a half rushing yards. Um, the Chargers are only the... Obviously, they're playing the Chargers this week. They're only the 12th best matchup in fantasy points last season. So it's not like, oh my goodness, you know, everyone destroys the Chargers. But what makes this appealing is why they're an above average matchup. The Chargers ranked 29th in rush defense TVO last season, last in yards per carry allowed. And the expectation is that's not going to change this year. The general thinking for the Chargers defense is that they know passing is much more efficient. If you're gonna be bad at one thing, you probably wanna make it bad against the run. Because if teams are, you know, more efficient passing and they can pass on you, you're going to give up yards quickly and a lot of points. If teams can run on you but not do as well in the passing game, well, now you have an advantage, especially if you're a really good offense, you jump out to a lead, you force them to pass. Well, now you're forcing them to do a thing, you're at stopping, right? That's just kind of how their defense works. And so they'll give it up to people on the ground. They will give up um, a high yards per carry. They'll give a high yards per carry after contact. Like, it's just going to happen to where you're going to be productive on the ground, especially on a per touch basis. You've got Jeff Wilson on IR. You've got A Chain and Ahmed both coming off of injury. A Chain, a rookie. I mean, we just saw, you know, Jameer Gibbs last night was incredible, right? Every single time Jameer Gibbs touched the ball, besides when he got blown up in the backfield, it wasn't really his fault. He looked really, really good. Sometimes it just happens with rookies that they don't get the touches right out of the gates. Definitely possible with A-Chain, given that he wasn't a first-round pick. He was picked much later, and that he's also coming off injury. I just think that Mostert's going to get a ton of touches. Mostert's never someone that gets 20 carries, but Mostert does not need 20 carries to go higher on 52.5 rushing yards and what has he done historically if we look at when has Raheem Mostert gotten at least 10 carries in a game that's it happened 23 times he's hit this over on 19 of those games 19 out of 23 games he's got at least 10 carries he has higher than 52 and a half rushing yards I think this is an easy one Uh, it's probably 10 yards too low it should probably be around 60 or 62 next up uh, Bijan kind of just scared you with the rookies, but we're going over on the rookie on this one uh, because I, I think everyone can you know understand that Bijan a little bit different from A-chain, right? But higher on 67 and a half rushing yards. Um, I definitely like the first two more. We're kind of going down in confidence as we move through these. That's how I'm gonna do it every week. Um, but yeah, if you're not a Bijan truther, watches first character in preseason, watches college highlights, like you'll be a truther. But uh, all you really need to know though is that Even if he's not amazing, which he is, like Bijan is an incredible talent, but even if he's just like an above average talent, remember how good that Algier did last season, even with, you know, the Falcons were decent, but they didn't win, you know, crazy amount of games. And that's, you know, in a lot of games where he had all these rushing totals, like they were trailing, right? Even when the Falcons went down last season or fell behind in games, they still ran the ball at an incredibly high rate. So you look at this week, they're playing at home. They are three and a half point favorites against a very winnable opponent. You're playing, you know, a rookie quarterback in his first game. You've got all new pass catchers on the offense, like a completely new offense. You would think that the Falcons have the upper hand this week. They're likely to win. You've got now a top five run blocking offensive line. You could argue it's top three. You could argue it's the best in the league. It's a fantastic Run blocking offensive line, and like I kind of said last season, when you come or like a few seconds ago, when you combine all those things together, you look to last season, you say, even in these games where they're not winning, they're establishing the run. And you look at this season, you say they're going to be more pass heavy, but that philosophy is still there. They want to be a run first team, they want to run a ton with both Algier and Bijan. I'm not saying that Algier is not getting touches this week, he absolutely is. But Bijan does not need that many carries to hit like 70 rushing yards, which is, you know, the line should probably be closer to 72 or 73. Uh, I've projected for 82 rushing yards. He doesn't need that much behind this offensive line. Uh, Panthers, good defense, but not one we're fearing. I think that the Falcons will be up in the second half, be running at a ton with both running backs. He's going to hit this over way more than 50% of the time. Next up, we've got Debo Samuel, higher than 49.5 receiving yards. Uh, Debo had a rough rough year last season. Um, No one's going to deny that. Debo doesn't deny that. He agreed. He was very critical of his production last season, how he looked, how he felt. Uh, Comes into camp this season in much better shape. You have to think he's going to have a better year. And to be honest, though, the the matchup is, is not good. I mean, the Steelers obviously have a great defense. You're going into Pittsburgh. Difficult place to play. Like, Look at the over-under this game, right? 49ers have a good offense. We think the Steelers are going to have a really good offense this season. The over-under is, what, around like 41 points. That screams these two teams have very good defenses. So why do we like the higher on 49 and a half yards then? The Steelers have a great defense, but it's because they have an elite pass rush and they stop the run very, very well. To combat that, right, you are Shanahan. You know that this opposing team stops the run And they're very good at just getting to your quarterback. Are you going to drop back and try and push the ball way downfield? Of course not. Why would you do that? Like, you're going to get sacked more often than not. You want to get the ball out quick. You want screen passes. You just want plays designed to drop back, instantly hit someone running downfield in space and just create yak. You just want yards after the catch. And if there's one Achilles heel that the Steelers had last season, it was that they did allow that. Like, They got to the quarterback, they stopped the run, but if you were able to get a pass off, they were not that amazing at stopping it. They were 31st in yards per pass attempt. So you can be efficient against the Steelers if you can get the pass off, and I'm thinking Shanahan knows that, right? So who are you going to do that for? Deepo. Debo is exceptional in that area. That is where he excels. He's going to get screen passes this week. He's going to get just plays designed to get him the ball moving quickly across the field or just instantly on the sideline. And I'm thinking he goes over then 49 and a half receiving yards. All right, let's get into this week's 20 to 1. You could technically do the individual ones but every week we're going to go over a game environment that you know sometimes it's going to be an obvious one where we're looking at it being like yeah this game's going off uh, but I kind of like doing sneaky ones because the ones no one's thinking about are going to have lower like higher lowers right I mean they're just going to have lower projections on underdog and then we can take advantage like if everyone knows a game's going to shoot out well yeah you can take higher on players but like the lines are going to be higher as well you know um also if you want to make it a little bit easier on yourself this week and only require four right because it's you need five right to get the 20 to one to only get four right uh sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code ffa They will not only match your first pause up to 100 dollars, and then you will not only the next day get all of my picks we're going over some of them today but i have a ton more on the website you get all those for free all season long but Everyone who signs up now on is going to get a free special. Last night, the special was Patrick Mahomes over 0.5 total yards. That's going to hit, right? So I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's different for everyone, but it's basically going to be a free square, right? And so if you only want um, four to get right, sometimes you'll get like boosts in there. So instead of a 21, it's a 100 to one. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. But if you want something for free, again, sign up with promo code FFA. I think they're going to give everyone a free square though. So, uh, what's the 21 this week? This week, we are attacking the Jaguars at Colts game. Uh, I'm very pumped about this one because I think the public is looking at this game and being like, okay, Colts play slow because they have no players. Jaguars decimate them. No plays in the game. And I think that's a very, very logical conclusion to get to. But I think a shootout is possible because, number one, uh, I think the Jaguars are a much better team. But I respect Vegas lines because so much money is coming in that they're not going to put out a line that's terrible and the line right now is only five points jaguars by five i think it should be closer to seven and a half but again i respect them five points um then you add on you say okay maybe this game actually is closer than we think and that you know the jaguars don't just get up by two three scores run the ball a ton play slow maybe they have to continue playing aggressive but also I think people think the Colts are going to play slow. They led the league in no huddle rate this preseason, and there's been a lot of talk about them letting Richardson play fast, getting the ball snapped with a lot of time on the clock. That leads to two things. If they do three and outs, well, now the Jaguars get the ball back instantly. If they score, it forces the Colts to play like continue to play fast to throw the ball we're taking passing overs in this spot Um, if they're successful in doing that that's going to correlate over to the Jaguars side and let's be honest if let's say they're not going three now the Jaguars aren't getting the ball back right away well maybe they're hitting quick like there's a possibility that the Colts when they score are scoring very very quickly that's also leading to more plays on the Jaguar side so I think there's a lot of different outs here to where there's way more plays in this game than people are thinking and obviously We want that in fantasy right we don't want a team having 55 plays if they can have 67 68 plays like that's going to lead to you know not needing as high of a target share not needing to be as efficient if there are just more opportunities for eight yards so in my opinion the most important piece here is alec pierce alec pierce is a big play threat um richardson is a cannon for an arm if alec pierce can get a long touchdown it doesn't even have to really score instantly like if he can get you know a, a 50 or 60 yard catch that's instantly going to put points on the board or very quickly put points on the board for the Colts. That's going to have, you know, the Jaguars back on the field, the Jaguars continuing to be aggressive, the game staying closer. And his higher or lower is only 31 and a half yards. So he really only needs one deep shot to hit. He could realistically do it with just like two receptions. So I think that's a very important first piece because if he can get going, that's going to correlate really well. I do think you also add on... Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, his higher/lower is 49 and a half receiving yards. My projection, 63. So it's not a crazy value, but he was targeted heavily in the preseason. Uh, makes sense. He's their best receiver. Uh, Jelani Woods is going to miss this game. Jonathan Taylor is going to miss this game, and so they're kind of thin on playmakers. We know that Alec Pierce and Pittman are their best two players right now downs will kind of mix in the tight ends will mix in the running will mix in but those are their best two players and so if anyone's gonna get going get the ball downfield get the ball moving on offense it's those two and both of them under 50 yards you know not too difficult for them to hit um because we've taken two pass catchers you just add on richardson i don't have that as a crazy value or anything so his line is 194 and a half i have him at 226 again good value but nothing crazy there uh but like it's just good to take, right? Because if the Pierce hits and if, you know, Pittman's getting to like 70 yards, well, it's just a lot easier to say, well, okay, they're already at, you know, over 100. He doesn't have to do that much more. You should just correlate it. If those two are right, the Richardson one is probably also right. On the Jaguar side, uh, my favorite is Ridley Every report out of Jaguars camp is that he's the clear alpha. Uh, he's set up to have a huge season. His higher or lower is 61 and a half yards. That feels more than fair. It's not like an egregious line, but it feels more than fair for the Jaguars' number one wide receiver. It's an elite offense. I think Lawrence is going to be awesome this season. It's just a really good line. I think it correlates well too because if the Colts' pieces are hitting, it's forcing them to pass at a little bit higher rate. And if he's going to be on the field like every single play, is their number one. That's going to help. Right. And it also helps the other way around. If Ridley hits deep, it gets the Colts back on the field. The Colts now have to throw the ball. So they correlate very well together. Uh, and then I would just say no other Jaguars line. I don't think was really off. I think all the projections on underdog there were pretty solid. I think they're pretty much where they should be. Um, I don't mind Evan Ingram, but I would just say if you're doing the Ridley one, you're hoping he gets to like 80, 90 receiving yards. Take Trevor Lawrence, you know, again, Trevor Lawrence is going to correlate well. If Trevor Lawrence is throwing for a ton of yards, it probably forces the Colts to throw as well. So I would say uh, Lawrence would be the best one to add in there. So the 20 to one is Alec Pierce over 31 and a half receiving yards, Pittman over 49 and a half receiving yards, Anthony Richardson over 194 and a half passing yards, Calvin Ridley over 61 and a half receiving yards, and then Trevor Lawrence over 256 and a half passing yards. Again, if you want to make things easier for yourself, sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA. Do that and you're going to get a free special you can use instantly. So you could either take like your favorite four from that one. You could take the four we opened with. You can mix and match everything there, but it makes your life a little bit easier. You're only needing four of the five to hit. Also, please do not go overboard in week one. I know everyone is super excited. It's week one. fantasies here. Don't be taking your entire budget for the entire season and throwing it at week one. Uh, Remember, this is a 20 to one. Our goal is to hit twice all season from now until the Super Bowl in February. 20x is difficult to do. Getting five in a row is difficult to do. We're going to do it better in the field over time because we're able to correlate really well and think about these games more creatively. But again... Don't just guarantee everything's going to hit. Uh, you can't throw everything into week one. It's a long season. Please be smart about how much you're playing each week. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribe to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.